Good morning, people of the podcast universe. It is I, your host, Hacker Mike. It is 4.50, almost 5 a.m., on a beautiful clear sky, back in New Jersey, back on the grind. Bunker in upstate Pennsylvania has reached phase one. Spent a month with my dad up there working on the on the house and had a great time. He's one of our few and only listeners. <laughs> so hey dad, it was great being with you. And um, I hope he'll uh, join us on the podcast someday soon to tell us some stories about what's going on up there. coffee is good. So, we have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I got some, I don't know what it is, some kind of allergy. But uh, we've been busy bees yesterday, and um, I have some technology updates to share with you, something practical. We're going to go from theoretical computer science to practical computer science now. Now, my dad always asked me, like, what programming languages are you using? So let me just answer that. So I I do mostly this programming language called Python, which was invented... Oh, God. I think to say late late 90s. Um... So there's compiled languages like Fortran, which you know, C, C++, which are the basis of the Unix system. And then there were script languages that that were created. And a lot of those script languages were like bash or shell languages, like like batch file programming, basically, or basic. Um, And then there became languages like AWK, awk, and sed, and little tools that you would use together with bash to script things together. And then Larry Wall came up with Perl, the pathologically eclectic rubbish lister, among other things, um, as a very popular language for making web pages and stuff. And then out of that era also sprang Python, and these are both interpreted languages. Just dropping off the chicken food here. These are both interpreted languages, like BASIC, which at runtime get evaluated. And then with the advent of the web, JavaScript came out which runs in most of the web browsers. So, for a long time, web pages were JavaScript on the front end with HTML and CSS, also known as HTML5, I guess. And on the back end... Oh, we forgot about PHP. Yeah, well, PHP is like C, almost, in a language. 
It's also an interpreted language, also very popular for web. <clears throat> in fact, most of the web pages are like WordPress and they're written in PHP. All right. And then there's this whole area of functional languages. Let's just say Lisp. <clears throat> and a lot of the derivatives, derivatives, derivatives. And then we get into something like Haskell, which I've been learning, which is basically in the functional Lisp area, but it compiles the binaries. So you've got compiled and interpreted languages. You've got static and dynamic types. <clears throat> so compiled means it produces a binary that doesn't change. Interpreted means the program statements are evaluated on the fly. Dynamically typed means an object doesn't have a type at all times. Statically typed means the type of the object is known ahead of time. <clears throat> so for most safety and efficiency, you want a compiled statically typed language. And for the most fun, you want a interpreted dynamic dynamically typed language. And those are like Python. All right. So now let's go to the next topic. We're going to talk about backing up the podcast, which I've gone on and on and on about on this podcast. And I finally, yesterday, just sat down and said, I'm going to do this. So <clears throat> I'll have to get you the names of the programs. I went to GitHub and I found a Python script. I think it's called like Podcast Archiver. And you feed it a URL, and it'll just download all the episodes. So I did that. I'm also going to have to have it download the episode, the album arts, and the uh, descriptions. And now I'm creating archive.org entries for the episodes to back them up. <clears throat> And um, I registered a blog on blogger.com for free. And then you can create a post. And in that post, you can put media. You can insert an uh, audio file. And when you do that, um, <clears throat> when you insert the audio file, um, it'll create a RSS feed with an enclosure and the podcast players can actually interpret that. So you just go to your blog and you say slash feed and then it will um, actually generate an RSS feed for you. It's that simple. <clears throat> so I uploaded season three, episode one, onto that blog, and I uploaded the file to archive.org. 
as a test. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to archive the um, I'm going to archive the uh, episodes all to archive.org and um, the RSS can be generated with WordPress. But WordPress doesn't support all the tags, all the meta tags. So what I want to do next is, um, I guess I could use a GitHub GIST or something like that, or some other simple static hosting option to host the RSS file. So I'm going to look into how that's going to work. And I'll update you guys on that status. But for now, we've got a basic index that we can subscribe to. And that means I can create a separate index for season one and season two backups and season three. Um, <clears throat> so I'm quite happy with the progress I've made on that. And I'm also going to start transforming some of the episodes from season one into season three by editing them and cleaning them up. And actually listening to them again. Oh my god. And I created a nice overview page on stream of random podcast.blogs.wordpress.com. So, yeah, quite happy with that actually. Quite happy with it. That's a rusty fan. That's the sound of capitalism, kids. Big factory. A little cooler on top. And uh, a little bit of oil, I think. There I see Venus in the east, it looks like. I think I saw the moon last night. I'm not expecting to see it right now. So... We're actually going to listen to these episodes again and edit them and try and pull out clips and value. I can't believe I'm going to have to do that. But as people say, if you're not willing to edit your podcast, why should I be willing to even listen to it? And I'm sure when I edit it, I'm going to have a lot more ideas on that topic, and I'm going to have to uh, embellish them as well. So, 
we're going to um, going to create new episodes out of the old episodes. Maybe even add in some content, some links, some data. Yeah, so I got to watch what I say now, because every minute that I talk is another minute that I got to listen to. Oh my God. We have to cherish each second of this podcast, not just stretch it out forever. Damn. The day of reckoning is coming, people. The day of reckoning is coming. So, I think um, that's all very good. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that as a project, doing a little bit at a time. As a form of another therapy. So we have the therapy of speaking, and then we're going to have even more therapy of actually reviewing and having to listen to what we said. Damn. It's going to be crazy. And then producing transcripts and um, documents and all that fun stuff. Yep. So, let's go on to the next topic. Well, I have been following this whole political drama, what's going on. And I pulled some clips. And uh, people are talking about what's going to happen when we... Well, Tim... Tim Dillon was saying, you know, I mentioned yesterday, he's saying, we're like junkies coming down from a high with Trump. And um, <clears throat> Glenn Greenwald was also saying that the media is going to have a problem. They're going to be missing him. And um, that people want to build these hysterical groups, us against them, and all that. So, we're going to have to also face our own fears and our own thoughts and realize I'm going to have to realize my own complicity in all of that, my own vulnerability in mind control and um, really stand up to that. So we're going to have to go back to what we really know. What do we really know? And this is where walking comes in. Because we know where we walked. We know how many steps we took. We know where we are. These are the things we know. The whole um, 
we also know what we've seen. What we've heard. And it's really great walking around doing a podcast because we also have memories of where we were, what we said when we were here. So we kind of have like a locational memory. But yes, I am also a victim of fear. But we can also be victims of complacency. So we have to find like a happy medium between accepting and challenging. The yin and the yang, maybe. Different conflicting ideas. The dialectic. And uh, the dialectic is always a simplistic idea. It's us against them, two teams. But even that is just an oversimplification. Oversimplification. We don't want to oversimplify things. So, enough about that. Maybe I'm not making too much sense. Maybe I'm not that clear. And I don't want to uh, drag things on and and be... Um, rambling in my speech like my walk we want to move towards a direction we have a goal but the point what I'm trying to make is that we have to deal with ourselves and our fears and hopes and dreams and um, we're going to have to accept that things don't always go the way we want them to go and um Change is sometimes uh, really good. I have personally enjoyed this whole um, coronavirus, maybe more than other people. Other people are suffering more. Let's just check our audio here, make sure everything's good. Looking good.
Okay. So, basically, we're going to roll with it, whatever happens. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to get pulled into the extremes of fear. We're going to try and find our balance personally. And recognize what is going on. And what are the sources of our fear. And how we're being also manipulated in which ways. You know, <clears throat> one part of the clip I didn't clip from the best of the left, I mentioned it already, was that overly emotional speech produces strong emotions. And um, overly calming, now I guess the corollary would be that overly calming speech would produce calm or boring, bored, boredom. Oh yeah, speaking about boredom. Yeah, I called up Hog Story and I left a voicemail. I'm gonna put that in our uh, show. I mean, I could just introduce a clip right here. Stop, stop tape and insert the clip. But I'll put the stuff at the end of the show. If you really want to hear the clips, I'll just throw them on at the end. Um. <clears throat> But it was funny, and then Fletcher was like, I don't know where the promo is, but it was, I, the call was the promo. So, um, I was thinking maybe we actually have to create a promo now for the show. And I was thinking of something funny, something like a radio play with some sound effects, like creaking doors and chains rattling, and I guess we could use some, like, some torture sounds. And maybe some newscaster saying, you know, the UN has declared the stream of random to be a device of torture. It is being banned in all countries. Something like that. I don't know. I thought we could make something funny. Like a radio play. And, um... Back in the day, we used to listen to LPs with stories on them, or songs, and Bill Cosby had these records, Why Is There Air, we used to listen to that, or funny song LPs. Kind of miss those days, with wacky stuff. Um, and stuff on the radio. And, uh, I was just thinking, you know, can we create something that's actually worth listening to over and over again that's funny? <clears throat> like, what does it take to do that? So we're going to think about that some. We're not going to go through all these details now. Because, um, we're trying to be spare our listeners in a nice and kind way. Um, yeah, now that brings us to our next topic. Can you imagine we actually have topics that will be introduced to you? Like, dear audience, this is the next topic. Get prepared for a switch. Like, isn't that nice? Um, 
So Seth Godin is saying, if you can create something for three people, wouldn't it be special, right? Like you would think about them, think carefully, like what, what is it that I'm doing it for? Who am I doing this for? If you do it for a million people, you know, if you lose people, you're like, you don't care, there's more of you. But if you're only doing it for three people, like you really care about them, like your listeners. And that's what this podcast is like. And it's actually funny because we have gotten on our view, listenership, it's actually gone up to eight people now. And we reached 888 listens total. And, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, it's quite interesting. So, I'm thinking about how we could better <clears throat> work with our listeners. I'm going to think about things a little bit more. But I do listen to you, and I do listen to your feedback. And I do appreciate everyone's feedback. Now, people who have... Um, people who are in not or familiar... The listener who's familiar with this podcast, formerly known as Q has indicated in a reliable fashion that we need to work on our quality. And I am listening, and we're going to make taking steps to improve without breaking the mold. We're just going to get better at what we do, but we're not going to completely destroy the randomness or the walking, because I can't stop walking. I have done two million steps or more, two million steps in August, September, and October, if you can believe that. I'm doing at least 500,000 steps a month. Now, November has slowed down a little bit. Okay, hold on. Hello? father. <laughs> you know who isn't a bag of dicks? This voicemail caller. Well, hit me with the voicemail. It's better than hitting you with a bag of dicks. Hey, you hog story. This is Mike D, but not in New Jersey. I'm up in the bunker in upstate PA, hoping you guys are going to play my promo. Listen, my podcast has been declared a weapon of torture by the U.N., Geneva Convention, so don't listen to it. It's the worst podcast in the world. Stream of Random. Check it out. Bye. Oh. Uh, I'll, I didn't get a promo, unless I just got it my, uh, Maybe email, that was... which I don't have it up. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't get an email with the promo, but... I'll check. If I got it, we'll, we'll play it on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, Mike D. Uh, we... No longer from New Jersey. But in but upstate PA? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Yeah, it doesn't really work. I tried. 
We tried. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. And he says it's the most, uh, it's a, it's a weapon of torture. <laughs> weapon of torture? That's a, that's something else. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we got the trendiest podcast in the universe, but, but then there's like the weapon of torture podcast. Everyone for 10 podcasting isn't boring. It's so fun. It's so fun. Hmm. I was trying to find a, find a real, if anything came in real quick, but. Oh, okay. It's all right. We'll get it. Mike D. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, and listen to Stream of Random. Yeah, listen to Stream of Random. Thank you. I think he was throwing some reverse psychology in there. Ah, yes. Uh, That's that's smart. I like it. I like the I like the reverse psychology. Speaking of, I guess psychology. What the fuck is going on (laughs) uh, with people in France? There's. Okay. Well, got a phone call. So. Where were we? <clears throat> well, you know, if you have a small group of people that you're uh, dedicated to and producing something for, minimal viable product to sustain it. Look at these deer. Hey, deer. Just standing there in people's yards looking at me funny. Come on, move. I think I don't see them or something. Stupid deer. Look at these light shows. Man, I should take a picture of this. (sighs) So, on the highway, well, life happens, you know, and um, if we're walking around, we're gonna get interrupted. So, we're going to see deer and things, and we're going to talk about that. So that is, poor deer got separated from the other deer. That's what happens, deer. You get separated from your troops. Okay, I'll let him go back. I'll let him go back to his team. Poor thing. So, um... About deer, we'll make a little quick detour. When we were driving down from the bunker on the uh, term Pennsylvania Turnpike, we saw all these pickup trucks parked on the side of the road Saturday morning, and there were hunters. And they would just pull up on the turnpike onto the side and then just go hunting in the woods there. I thought that was quite amazing. I saw a lot of trucks. So I thought maybe I should get a bow and learn to do some bow hunting. So uh, let's continue now on our story. Mm. The, um, The minimal viable product, I mean the minimum uh, person for this podcast is me. For my little therapy sessions to work out my problems in public to express some ideas and I have quite expressed quite a few ideas and we've done millions of steps together I guess that makes up for millions of words 
so and now we're going to actually start crunching this down a little bit compressing it reviewing it and yeah reviewing it going over things we don't necessarily have to do that while you're listening and um, maybe we're just gonna go for our walks and not say anything it's not we can just listen to other people but I have gotten feedback from people saying that they listen to me every day so we do have a dedicated fan base and we're gonna continue to produce content marginal content that is and um, we're going to look for extreme emotions and fear and look at what like I think those clips that I played the other day with people being upset calling about genocide I mean I think those are also arguments of fear it's not really a logical statement it's more like an emotional statement and I think that there's fear on all sides and people being afraid of each other creating these barriers and um, we've talked about divide and conquer people being played against each other but it's also our the media system of playing giving just splitting people up to give them advertising it's like okay well we have this group over here and this group over here and this group over here all these different groups and they're afraid of this and they're afraid of that and these people are afraid of that and that's the way we can use to identify them well that's what they identify with they resonate with these fears and then we can target advertising at the different demographics so I guess the fear is also a kind of identity like if you're a Christian you're afraid of the devil afraid of not making it to heaven look at these stars and um, and so forth and so forth and so forth so everyone will have their own little set of fears so yep okay so those are the topics that I had for today and um, I am going to stop the tape now take a break think about things and I will get back to you with the next segment when we have something actual to say so thank you for listening so far to the stream of random
let's take a short break from our sponsors. Yeah, so Seth, I'm listening to London Real, and he's talking about this interview with Seth Godin. And Seth says that, um, you know, he blogs every day. Well, you know what? We're, we are podcasting every day. And we are improving. We are observing. We, as in the role we, we, the podcast team, you and me, together, because, let's face it, it's not just me doing this podcast, it's all of us doing it together, right? Like, we are a small group of people interacting, sharing ideas, um, listening talking and it creates a commons or a well it's not really a commons because we're multiple channels I got lots of different channels of communication I guess me personally am the uh, connector I connect all of you together on the hub I guess I'm the server so to say but um, <clears throat> organizer in some way so um, <coughs> yeah we're uh, I was just thinking about the, the, the schedule we try to create for podcasting 2.0 Okay, but let's not switch topics. So we're actually going to stay on topic for a little bit. But uh, I feel healthy and alive when I do my walks. And I get to share them with you, the listener, or me, the future self. I mean, who knows? I might listen back. Oh, my son might even listen to this one day. How you doing, kiddo? And um, I'm leaving a record here, a, uh, a piece of my life. Morning. More people in safety vests, jogging. It's a great idea, by the way. Always wear your safety vest. And... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, this whole thing, life is happening. That should be uh, the motto of today's episode. Our friend Chicken Jar can't make it because life is happening. Uh, our other friend Ghent, we want to get him on, on the show. He was on one episode. We're going to see uh, what's happening over there. But, wow. Yeah, so that's, um, 
that is uh, one thing that I wanted to uh, say. Working on this podcast every day, feeling good, I'm enjoying life, and um, like Seth is doing his blog every day. And maybe uh, we're going to get more listeners. <laughs> we need to do more clips. Uh, create a promo clip. It'd be great if we could just clip together some amazing um, sentences from our show uh, and edit them properly or even redo them if we had to. To create a clip show, that'd be pretty amazing. I'm still trying to. Uh, <sighs> get a proper text-to-speech going. I think we're just going to transcribe this stuff by hand. At least the important stuff. Bit by bit. And analyze it. I mean, who else would be best to do it except me? (sighs) Damn. What a job. Okay, so... Enough about that. I'm going to continue listening to the London Reel podcast on the Seth Godin. Thought I'd just drop in here <clears throat> and say, you know, Seth has actually inspired me quite a lot. Okay, so here's a clip. I'm not going to play the clip. I'm just going to give you a summary of a clip from the New Books Network. I'm just going through my podcast list and listening to different pieces, random pieces of podcasts, because I have so many, and I'm going to delete some of them, and I'm going to take some clips of some of them as well. Well, I'm not going to clip them, because my current podcast player is just too annoying to clip with. Eventually, I'm actually going to have to create my own Android app, and it's going to be better than Anchor. I want the podcast app that basically lets you host for free. I mean, let's think about the ultimate podcast app for a second. It'll uh, upload your files to multiple backends for backup. It'll create RSS feeds for those. So you could subscribe with with the um, archive.org backend. You could subscribe with the, I don't know. These different video hosting sites, backends, and then it'll let you create clips and upload them. You could upload a clip to TikTok, let's say. Um, <clears throat> and ideally, uh, it would be voice driven and allow you to voice annotate. And also, I mean, really, what I want to do is be able to listen and talk at the same time and uh, mix those two together. I haven't figured out how to do all that yet, but um, I might just have to become an Android developer and figure that out. So, uh, yeah. Any hoosies, I thought I would uh, share that 
idea, and then, um, I guess, I guess really what I want to do, I was thinking the other day, okay, now, stop, now we're going to go into, like, dangerous territory of theoretical speculating, so, um, damn, but this is my podcast, we're going to do it right now, okay, let's go. I was thinking that we could learn the different sound forms from the podcast, like just analyze the waveforms and try and statistically figure out what are all the different forms without even understanding what they are and uh, split them up. And try and like compare them to each other. I guess that's voice recognition. But uh, I would just be interested if we could characterize these different waveforms with some kind of statistical number. I don't know, just an idea I had. Boy, I hope this. Um, this wind is being blocked by that little microphone thingy. So, okay, so now we're going to get to Protestantism. And they're basically saying that Protestantism is in a constant state of revolution where every generation protests or is a revolution against the previous revolution. So it's in constant, unstable state. And that's an interesting idea. I'm going to tie that into the meme theory with this steady state versus the unstable state. You know, the chaos loop where we have a system and the whole system is passed as a parameter And the next iteration produces something completely new without preserving what was there before. So that's kind of what we're talking about. I really should take a shot here of the the university where I'm at, the College of New Jersey, to disclose my location. These are some pretty cool looking buildings. Let me take a picture for our podcast. We always need to have some nice shots. Yeah. Okay, well, five minutes. Um two topics in one clip, but so what? We're going to uh, see what we can do. And I might actually want to uh, try and train this deep speech on my own voice or my own uh, episodes and see what we can get out of it.
damn. Okay. Yeah, so I'm listening now to um, New Media Show, Video Edition, Music and Podcasting, LinkedIn of Podcasting Launches, episode 409. And um, <clears throat> they're talking about uh, how, how they're going to license music for podcasts and how people are being taken down with DCMA notices. And um, he said that they don't want, uh, that they don't, they're going to restrict what type of podcast you can have because the artist might get freaked out if their song is appearing next to something that they don't appreciate politically. So, boy, um, I guess Creative Commons is the way to go if you want your song to appear next to some hate speech, license it under Creative Commons, and then you can't restrict its usage. So weird, I just thought I'd mention that. I'm not going to clip it. I can't be I can't be bothered. But I thought I'd share that with you. What I want. So just let me handle that. But anyway, like the cover of his book, it has like Rachel Maddow and 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 Sean Hannity and it's called Hate Inc. and it's essentially about how the only way the media can now be profitable is if they keep people separated in their camps and believing that the other people outside of those camps are vicious enemies bent on their destruction and the higher the hate levels and fear levels and you know just like getting people hooked on all those brain chemicals are the more they want to keep watching i mean yeah like teens always hate their dad because he pays their bills you know (laughs) he gives them the allowance (laughs) yeah there is that kind of synergistic relationship and that's why i think that like they're gonna be on this sugar high for like a day you know where they're like kamala (laughs) just posted this video of her where she seemed like she had drank four (laughs) glasses of chardonnay and she got out of her like you know bulletproof uh limousine and she called joe and she's like joe we did it we and that was so interesting because she was talking to him like the way you talk to a nursing home resident, you know, in that yeah. tone of voice, like, Joe, you're going to be the next president. You know, when you call, you're like, Ellen <laughs> grandpa. And you're like, I'm got a new dog. I'm going to send you a picture. It's like, <laughs> so it was that tone of voice. And they're going to be on this sugar high for like a day or two. And then they're going to be, they're going to realize with him gone, like who's going to click gonna retweet on our tweets yeah. and who's going to be watching yeah, who's going to pay the bills? And they're fucked. And they know that. Um, Do they know that? So I think they're going to, there's going to be this like, well, they know that. I don't think they but no, but acknowledge I think it right. yet. They're like in a um, moment of like wishful because, thinking. Well, they've just worked themselves up for so long. Like, even if you know that what you're saying is bullshit, if you repeat it long enough, and, you know, with enough fervor, you start to believe it. I mean, that's, you know, the experience of being a good trial lawyer is when your client first comes in and starts, like, telling you their whiny story about how they were unfairly treated. You're like, oh, fuck, this person is so annoying. But then, like, when you take the case and you start advocating for them, you start to believe it. And yeah. then by the time you get to trial, you're, like, really revved up about, you know, writing this wrong because you have to be. You just said it so much. You're immersed in this this mindset that, you know, I think that that's, 
what they've done to themselves is they've worked themselves up into that hysteria, into that fervor. And so right now they believe they just got rid of Hitler. Like, oh, look, Hitler just lost the election and now he's going to like move out of the White House because, you know, like courts have said that he lost just like Hitler would have in 1939 had he lost an election. Exactly the same thing. And then they're going to be like, oh, my God, what do we do? You know, like what what do we what's our purpose now? Yeah, I don't look forward to like the collective like quarter life. Okay, so warning, this is now getting back to some theoreticals. And um, this little clip is going to be about my theory of meaning that I tried to explain the other day to Harold the chicken jar and I failed basically because I forgot what my actual theory was. So it's actually quite hard. I came up with some pretty good stuff on this podcast, but I haven't internalized all of it. So we're going to have to go back and sort it out and catalog it, which is what I'm doing in my mind right now. Okay. So we have a basic idea that meaning is experienced through aesthetics that we have rules for language and logic um, but those don't necessarily give meaning to things so where the meaning occurs is where instructions are passed to display things in the sensory imagination or feelings are evoked so we have instructions for creation of aesthetics or sensory perception and those instructions are going from the logical side to the creative side, from the left brain to the right brain, bridging the gap, creating a bridge, a connection, and the meaning is created when a sensory expression is coupled with a symbol, or created by a symbol, or recognized by a symbol, but I'll just put it on the meaning side of creating the expression. Well, let's say the symbol creates the sensory perception and then it's that sensory perception then goes back to the symbol that would be a, a meaning loop like the recognition and understanding so a symbol is transported from one person to the other via the sensory and then comes back to logical now the problem is is that we might have two different models in our heads for the logical side when we have two different feelings for the expression side so I mean you know there's whole types of differences between us all it's not going to be an exact meaning I don't suppose unless it's a purely proven mathematical one Either then it might not be understood. So I'm not saying that it has to be understood, and I'm not saying that it has to uh, 
match up. I'm just saying there is a instruction that creates the sense. <clears throat> and that sensory connection between the symbol and the me and the sense is the meaning. The bridging between the left and the right brains. Or the bridging between multiple parts. The connection between multiple parts of the brain gives meaning. How's that sound? It doesn't mean left and right of it necessarily. <clears throat> so that's my theory. And that uh, all uh, all uh, things require that sensory perception. So even a mathematical model has to be imagined. There are instructions for your imagination. And that imagination that's created, that gives understanding. If the mathematical symbols do not rise to imagination, and sensory perception, then it has no meaning. Okay? So it's the actual creation of the sense, the inner sensation. That is what gives it meaning. Going through with exercises, even solving mathematical equations on the, with your hands, and going through those motions, creating <clears throat> neural networks, creating of rule systems and let's call them hidden networks, layers, that is then an internal sensory perception. So when you see the mathematical equation, you can derive all these different things from it and see them in your head and that is a sensation. of some kind. If it wasn't, if it was just pure thought, I'm not sure that that pure thought can actually have a sensation or meaning. Maybe it can. Maybe the pure thought can be sensed by a person, but it can't be expressed to another person unless it's then put into symbols which then evoke sensation. So you have to express them again in physical symbols and those physical symbols have to be interpreted again so it doesn't exist on its own. And then we're going to get into some other theories which I'm working on involving the rhythm and pattern and timing of neural networks. But I'm not ready for that yet. I'm just studying it. But there's definitely a timing model to the neural networks in the brain. There's a timing model to how they recharge, how they fire, what frequencies they fire at, how information is pulsed coded of some kind, all types of encoding mechanisms. And we are going to study that and develop some theories of music, of orchestration, and use that to also create meaning and say that these symbols orchestrate or create orchestrated responses 
in different networks at the same time that come together. And then maybe you discover other parts to the input or they're timed in such a way that they fire off. And then you have your recharge rates, you have all these different things working together to create a more elaborate sensory experience. Okay, well there you go. So there's this conciser form of my theory. <coughs> now I have to work about proving it and giving examples. Okay, let's stop tape. Okay, here's another datagram. This one is for the podcasting family. So, it, they resolved, the Podverse resolved an issue with my podcast feed that it doesn't have the Apple iTunes ID and it failed to be processed. So, thank you, Podverse, for fixing that so quickly. Um, I'm working on this WordPress uh, plugin, like I, not plugin, but WordPress, like I discussed, and I'm thinking that it would be great if I could embed, and I'm going to write up a spec for this for the podcast index so I could embed inside of the blog post all of the necessary podcasting tags so there will be podcasting tags embedded in the XML content and not necessarily <clears throat> inside of the feed itself so this would be a, re a change to allow for looking inside the RSS of the feed and looking for information. I'll have more on this soon. Hey, I'm just recording a voice message and tacking it on to the uh, toot. I hope it doesn't kill your bandwidth. Let me know if it's okay. I guess you guys like Discord, and that's a cool, but I'd like to also invite you to join our Telegram channel You'll find links on the uh, website I just posted because um, you can post videos and, and stream audio there much easier than on Discord. I'm trying to help people. Hey, yeah. I got a letter from the government. The other day, I opened it and read it. It said it was suckers. Wanted me to wear a mask or whatever. Looked at them dead in the face. Yeah. Y'all said never. Letter from the government. The other day, I opened it and read it. It said they wanted me to join a side.